Welcome to the Investor Coaching Show, a podcast to help you get an insider's view of the financial world and escape common investment traps. We look at the financial news of the day and help you make sense of it so you can relax about money. And here's your host, Paul Winkler. And welcome to the Investor Coaching Show. I am Evan Barnard filling in for Paul Winkler, who is on a well-deserved vacation. Uh, wanted to spend some time, since this is the weekend after Independence Day, the 4th of July, and for you purists, we actually declared our independence on July 2nd, but we signed the Declaration of Independence, and they got it all written and all that kind of stuff on July 4th, and so that's actually the day that we celebrate for you historians out there. I just want to make sure we touch on that. Um, but I wanted to uh, take some time this first segment to talk about the retirement plans available for our, our servicemen. Um, you know, I was Marine Infantry officer. My dad was a Naval Flight officer. And then after he uh, got out of the Navy, went to dental school, and uh, he went into the Army Reserve in the Dental Corps and uh, retired from there. Uh, one of my sons is a submarine officer, and one of my sons is an Air Force jet engine mechanic. So it it definitely runs in our blood. And I wanted to spend some time because, you know, I've talked with the boys, and of course, you know, they've, they've grown up around the dinner table hearing talks about finance, just like I grew up around the dinner table hearing talks about crowns and fillings <laughs> and bicuspids and molars and my mom was a pathologist and you know and so I still kind of get squeamish at the side of blood unless it's from <laughs> something you know something legit the uh and I know your dad was an MP right so you probably heard well he probably, AP he, AP MPs for me is army military my dad was air police oh okay air Got force it. Or some people say SP, security, yeah, please, but you, AP as well. You were speaking French before you were speaking English, Correct. <laughs> so, you know, so it runs in our blood. And I uh, wanted to spend some time because, you know, I talked with uh, both sons, had enlisted out of high school, and, you know, they got a brief of like 15 minutes on, hey, here's the retirement plan, you know, and of course, they've been getting yelled at and they've been standing in the hot weather and doing push-ups or whatever they were doing at boot camp and, here, plan your plan your uh, future in 10 minutes, and some of them may have a young wife at home or so forth. So I want to spend some time on that because the military changed their retirement system a few years back. And actually, uh, both boys were in when they shifted over to what they call this blended retirement system. They've decreased the amount of pension benefit, what we would call a traditional defined benefit pension plan, to where it's now 2% per year, you know, up to, I think, 30 years of service. I would, I would frankly have to double check on that. There's probably some E9 banging his head against a wall right now. <laughs> but, you know, God bless him. That's what keeps, keeps things running. But they implemented the, you know, thrift savings plan and a match program for these uh, soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines that don't necessarily stay in 20 years. You know, a lot of people do their four. They love the country. They learned to trade. They got out and they contributed to the economy and capitalism and so forth. And those people were kind of left high and dry. You know, you, you were getting dumped on at below minimum wage pay, especially if you were in a combat zone or right. you know, underwater in a submarine and you got no pension benefit. 
And so I'm, I'm a huge fan of the blended retirement system because it does help take care of those people that don't make it a career. And of course, you know, that's the, that's the minority of people that go in the service, make it a career. So the biggest thing I want to start with is to make sure that the, the people aware, because our footprint, I think, goes up to Bowling Green and down into Alabama to some of the, you know, the space stuff. I know we have, you know, active duty people and all that. And we have family members that may have soldiers, uh, sailors, airmen, or Marine. And uh, if you want to go on, this will be on our website, paulwinkler.com at some point. It'd be a good uh, segment that you could download and email or send a link to a, a serviceman if that's in your family. I would encourage you to do that. Uh, and frankly, if they have questions, they can call our office, 615-737. No, that's the station, 9986. What's 732-6115. Gosh, I listen to the station so much, I know their number better than ours. <laughs> the, uh, but they can call, you know, if they have a question, we will, we will try to help them out. But they do have access to this thrift savings plan, which is their 401k. Now, when you sign up, the, the government kind of automatically enrolls you in the plan, but you could opt out of it if you want. I don't know the statistics on how many people are opting out of the plan. A lot of that's not, not even really published. But they do get an automatic 1% employer contribution. Now, as I was getting ready for this sex, uh, session, I ran into something I didn't know. They actually have a vesting schedule for that 1% automatic contribution, and it's two years. So now most, very few people get into the military for less than two years unless you mess something up, uh, you know, go go get a little excited on a Friday night and drive through the gate or something like that. You're out. But uh, but there is a vesting schedule of two years on the 1% automatic employer contribution. But if you contribute 5% of your pay into the thrift savings plan, ultimately you're getting a 5% match in the thrift savings plan. And so that means, you know, if you put in a buck, the government puts in a buck, and that grows. And even if you get out after six years, eight years, you've got that retirement account that you can roll to an IRA or another employer, or, you know, all those choices that you would have. Um, and if you take advantage of the match in the thrift savings plan, it is absolutely an improvement over the old defined benefit pension plan. If you decide to stay in, it's still a better deal. So, you know, I have, like I said, I have two sons in the service. So rather than just talk about this theoretically, I wanted to have a few numbers and I'll uh, pull up my spreadsheet here. I was starting with just say somebody started contributing when they're an E4. You know, for me, that would have been a corporal. Uh, I don't know if that'd be a senior airman. What's a what's an E4 in the Army? Might I don't be know, a staff or tech. Well. Uh, maybe the, uh, staff, staff sergeant, tech staff sergeant. Staff C5, I think. But I anyway. Tech. You know, a corporal is say, you start putting in 5% out of your pay. And so, you know, E3, E4 with like four years of service, figure that's about 3000 a year of base pay. Well, I'm not talking about housing. I'm not talking about combat pay, nothing. Just kind of thinking of the basic military pay scale that you can, you know, pull up online. And, you know, your first sergeant has memorized. But <laughs> figure $3,000 
a month is what you're getting paid base pay, if you put in 5% per year, you would be contributing about $1,800, about $150 a month coming out of your pocket. Now, chances are you're not paying much income tax anyway if you're an E3 or E4, especially if you're married or have a child. You know, So I'm not even going to deal with any of the tax savings in any of these illustrations. It's just what can that grow to to help supplement your retirement, whether you stay in and you collect your defined benefit or you get out after six, eight, ten years. So you've put in 1800 a year, and let's just say you serve 20 years. And so you put in over that time period, you have contributed about $36,000 out of your pocket. That means the government put in another 36000 And if all you did was earn 8% on that money, so I'm not some, not some sky in the pot, you know, where pie in the sky return, you'd have about $108,000 saved up. That would be money that you could spend at any rate you wanted to spend, not just trying to get an extra 300 a month in your pension. If you were under the old defined benefit plan, your monthly pension is your monthly pension. But this way, you can take it out more quickly. You could start a business when you get out of the service, use it to pay down debt. I mean, you have tax consequences. So if you were sitting in front of me, I would do everything in my power to discourage you from spending that before you're 40 or 50 years old. But at least you would have that bucket and you could roll it to an IRA or something like that and change jobs. So you want to take advantage of that. So then I looked at, well, somebody ain't going to stay in E4 fairing for 20 years. <laughs> they should be getting promoted and they have, you know, time and service and so forth. So I started having a normal promotional track and adding the years of service. And over time, then over that same 20 years, they'd be putting in about 54000 out of their own money, which means the government's putting in another 54000 And at that same rate of return, you'd have about $218,000 saved up in addition to your defined benefit, which at that point, if you got out of 20, is uh, 40% of your, of your pay. And so uh, it really is a great plan in terms of the structure um, I know you work with a lot of government people sometimes when you're, you know, off island. Um, how well versed when you, not so much civil servants, but military personnel, do you find they really have a good understanding of the TSP? Um, no, no, they don't, nor do the civil servants. So I dealt most okay, yeah. more with civil servants. <laughs> my sister was civil servant. My dad was military and civil servant. And I worked for two years in a firm that their whole market was civil servants. Yeah, okay. Because I was in Virginia next to NASA and a lot of Army and Navy and military bases. So, um, no, they don't. They they don't have a good grasp of it at all, just like people in the civilian sector with their 401ks. Yeah, and you, true. you have a lot of the same problems with the TSP mm-hmm. as far as them lacking the education and uh, – I will go ahead and talk a little bit about target funds. With, yeah, go ahead. You know, the, the TSP has a 
S fund, which is small, and a C fund, which is U.S. small. U.S. well, it's, I think it's L. C is S and P five hundred. Yeah, yeah S and P five hundred. And then uh, I is international. And then there's a, a G and a F, which are fixed income funds. <laughs> the government's really creative on these things. Yeah, aren't yeah they? and a lot of them do the same things. They look at past performance. And they go, oh, the C fund, the S and P five hundred, has done really good the last few years. I'm going to put all my money in the C fund. Right. You know, and then they break the number one rule. Oh, now the S fund's outperforming, so I'm going to. Sell low because C funds are, yeah. and then go buy some S. So I'm breaking the number one rule by selling low and buying high, and they do that. So they also, what year? I don't know the year where they put in the target funds for the, uh, yeah. the lifestyle funds or whatever they call them for the. T- but that's where they'll allocate so much to C S I F G. Yeah, and one of the things, the main things of what we teach people is that small companies historically outperform large companies. Right. So you should have more in S than in C, and yet the lifestyle funds, just like the target funds on the civilian side, overweight large. <laughs> it sounds funny to call the big fund firms the civilian side. I get it, yeah, but it's just... Yeah, but I mean, it does. I don't care what <laughs> yeah. it, who it is, their funds are overweighted large, overweighted U.S., and the statistics are overwhelming that... Small outperforms large, eighty plus percent of the time. Right. Uh, value, what's you know, the, the thing about the TSP is it's so secretive. You know, yeah, you're right. We, we can't get a lot of data on it now. It's got a little more data available, but for years we're like we don't really know yeah. what's in there. We don't really know where their office is. Who who is who <laughs> does it? Um, it's like the Federal Reserve. Who's I, running the I, I TSP? I do know when they did open it up. Some we were doing some research back in the office that right. Tesla was in the small fund. Oh, right. And small is under $3 billion in today's world. And Tesla was worth a whole lot more than $3 billion. Yeah. But it was in the S fund. So we're getting a little bit more information <laughs> there, but we can usually uh, allocate more. Right. And I can talk about her because she's my sister. My sister was one of them. Yeah. She was in the C fund. She goes, the C fund's done really good. The C fund's done really good. And then last year when the C fund did do so hot, I said, how's your TSP doing, sis? You know, because of course, right. baby brother can't be smarter than sister with the master's degree. Sure. <laughs> so, but yeah, so same lack of, um, you, you know, not stupid, just ignorance where we, we just don't know. That's not what we do. Like your yeah. son fixes fighter, fighter, uh, plane jet engines. Yeah. I ain't got a clue. No. Right. And, and he does have more than a clue because he sit around the dinner table with you. But this is what we have of PhD and we got doctorates in, you know, portfolio construction. Yeah. Well, you know, the other thing is, you know, talking about you know, it's still delayed gratification. I mean, you you are giving up 5% of your pay, you know, and sometimes, especially E3, E4, wife, you know, that's that was my son. Wife, two kids yeah. on, you know, even E5 pay, that's, you got to stretch it pretty good. And, uh, you know, but if you put that off five years, that costs you about $80,000, in retirement. And so time is really on your side. Do anything you can to take advantage of that plan. Uh, you know, and the other thing, you know, as I was thinking about this, actually, is just when I was <laughs> driving through the thunderstorm coming up here. Um, when we talk about planning, uh, you know, just something to think about. And again, this is this is kind of free advice segment for our uh, for our servicemen and women. You know, for sure, you want to take advantage of your match. But the thrift savings plan, as Dan was saying, doesn't have the best choices in the world in a plan. Um, well, he's 
He's got something he's mad at that we'll share a little <laughs> bit later. We've, we've got Dan is mad segment coming up. But, um, you know, if your spouse is working and she is at a place where she has access to a 401k with a match, you know, if you're the, if, let's just say you're the serviceman and, uh, I don't know, you're up, you're up at Fort Campbell and you're putting 5% in the TSP and you've got some extra money and you think, hey, I'll just, I'll put 7% in the TSP. Well, before you do that, check and see if your wife's got a match at her employer, put that money in her account and get the free, you know, we're good, but we can't beat free money. No. And so, you know, you want to make sure you take advantage of any matches that are available, you know, those kind of things. Uh, and then, you know, the nice the the nice thing about the military, I will say, uh, this was personal experience, of course, and with my sons as well. They do at least talk about the life insurance piece. We won't delve into that a whole lot, but they pretty much do beat these youngsters <laughs> over the head to make sure they take advantage of, you know, SGLI, Servicemen's Group Life Insurance, and and so forth, because it's pretty hard to get out on the open market once you've signed up. Uh, you know, not too many insurers want to you know, keep you flying a helicopter over in Afghanistan mm -hmm. or something like that. So, uh, so anyway, you do have a great plan. You do want to take advantage of it. Um, but at, at the end of the day, you're just as human as somebody making $300,000 a year with a 401k that they don't understand it either. Just like Dan was saying, and, you know, so for heaven's sakes, feel free to, you know, reach out, uh, email, uh, I'll have to look for this over, over the break, but, you know, just go to the paulwinkler.com website and there's probably some button that says, I want some help or a call, Info, yeah. ask for Evan or Dan or anybody, we can help you out. And, uh, that doesn't cost anything. That's just us giving back. Dan's got a quick yeah, thing two, before two we things, take a break. Said, and it is a, it is a lot of money for this, you know, yeah. we, we, I don't know if they argue they're underpaid, right? you know, um, so, but it's kind of like when we started out young, married in the civilian sector, yeah. you know, private sector, like I was going, man, how am I going to make my house payment? I got a kid. And once you do it. Right. And after a few weeks and a few paychecks, you'll find out you don't miss it. Right. You know, it's just set it and forget it. And it'll grow like Evan's got the numbers there for you. The other thing I like ever said, doesn't matter what the match is. I coach baseball. got a lot of young kids coming out of college that know what I do. And they go, coach, uh, should I take the match? I go, it doesn't matter if Evan is like um, the TSP in a lot of companies. It's a 100% match. You put in five, they put in five. That's a dollar for dollar match up to 5%, which is why I said don't go over that if your wife has a match. But I told the kids, even if it's f just a nickel, that's a f you put in a dollar and they give you 5%, just a nickel. That's a guaranteed 5%. Right. You can't get, now nowadays, because inflation, forget about that. You can't get guaranteed 5%. Hey guys, if you want specific advice for your unique situation, schedule a free 15-minute phone chat with one of our trusted advisors by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. We don't sell any products and our advisors don't make any commissions. So this isn't a sales call. We have a coaching process that helps you understand investing and relax about money. Don't put blind trust in anyone with your financial assets. 
We want to partner with you in the process so you know what you're doing and why. We manage assets on a fee-only basis, which means that when you do well, we do well, which aligns our interests with yours from the start. We also bring you into the financial planning process that gives you a clear plan so you can find the freedom to pursue your purpose. All our advisors are degreed planners too, with years of experience. So schedule a free 15-minute phone call with an advisor by going to paulwinkler.com forward slash call. Have an article that's part of the ongoing battle kind of between cops and robbers, good and evil, however you want to characterize this. AI scams contribute to rise in investment fraud. A record $3.8 billion was stolen through investment fraud in 2022, a 128% increase over the previous year. But here's, here's kind of the scary thing. And uh, if you're a practitioner out there, even if you're a competitor, I would listen to this segment as well as far as well as clients. You know, Americans are losing more to investment schemes than any other type of fraud, uh, according to data from the Federal Trade Commission. And that that was an increase of about one point seven billion over twenty twenty one. But here's the scary part of this, Dan. Fraudsters are developing new scams that exploit recent advances in artificial intelligence technology. For example, one woman in Canada lost $750,000 to a scammer who used a voice clone of billionaire Elon Musk to direct her to a website where she could buy shares of his stock for $250. So now AI has entered the the fray and... You know, not just the traditional Ponzi scheme of, okay, this is fraud, I'm stealing the money, but you're, you know, you're kind of paying someone interest to get more money from another victim and so forth. Now they're using technology and similar scams are employing deep fakes, which use a form of AI called deep learning to generate fake voices of real people. So let's think about this. You know, we already call clients. If we, you know, if we get an email from a client, you know, hey, I need $5,000 for this or I need X, you know, out of my IRA, going to buy a car, whatever. We don't take email instructions anymore at face value because people were hacking into email. So we call our client and make sure that we hear that it's them that wants the money for their car or their, their child's college or so forth. Well, now we're at a position where we could get a phone call from our client. And it sounds like our client saying, hey, send me, you know, 10 grand. Now, the good news is we won't send it anywhere, but, you know, their account or their house, even without, you know, even with the signature. But we're going to have to begin to really look at how do we protect both ourselves and our clients from something that sounds like they're calling to get their own money. Because, you know, we don't like to stand between them and their house like no 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 you shouldn't buy a car you know you'll run out of money but ai is really changing that um and it could sound you know they could clone your voice they could clone my voice and send an email to a client that's got a link or a video it could even look like me if they had a picture you know off a linkedin profile or something and you know Hey, this is Evan, and you know we're worried about this. Get out of cash and buy Bitcoin. 
you know, I mean, my head would explode if someone even thought that I said that to them right, right, right. <laughs> as a client. But how many people would maybe act on a phone call or a voicemail? And so we are going to have to start looking at that. I bet some somewhere in the not too distant future, we'll have verbal codes just like our alarm company. If we, you know, if mm-hmm. yesterday my wife was seasoning our new pizza stones. Oh, no. <laughs> we broke the pizza stones like two weeks ago, and then that's a Friday night. You know, that's religious yeah, for us. Tradition. <laughs> and so we got new pizza stones. She was seasoning them. Well, when you put oil on a stone and you put it to 500 degrees, your kitchen smokes. And, man, the alarm went off and fired, <laughs> you know, the ADT called and, you know, hey, said, nope, we're cool. What's the code? You know, so I told them, okay, we'll call the fire department. But, you know, I bet we're going to be getting there sooner than sooner than I ever would have thought right. that we'll have codes either generated or something from a client to make sure that their assets are protected. And so, uh, you know, we all need to be aware of that. You can't just take these things at face value. I think AI has a ton of benefit for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. You know, the the crooks always seem to get there first, and then the regulators try to catch up. Yeah, we're, um, getting, we're getting text messages. I got one today from Bank of America, uh, which I I don't bank with Bank of America. So <laughs> I said, hey, if you yeah. authorize this thing, just say yes. And, and uh, you know, pick yep. uh, your package is waiting for you to pick up all this stuff that, you know, makes it sound like, well, maybe I won something or, you know, maybe grandma sent me something or whatever. You know? Right. The technology's gotten to where phishing emails seem like, you know, stone tablets. Right. right. <laughs> now, <laughs> or carbon paper. Now, when yeah. I think about it, I Scary. think back maybe less than five years. Yeah. You know how when people go into different companies to try to uh, get a car, lease yeah. a car, yeah. rent out a car, and you need these references. Oh, right. Maybe that's why they're tracking us like that. These third parties uh, sending us stuff be. out because I got the same text message as Dan. Oh, he, and I don't bank with you. I don't bank with Bank of America. We'll split it. Yeah, we'll split the money. Yeah, you, you know I will. <laughs> you, but it's a scam. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not trying to go to jail. <laughs> well, you know, so here's so here's the business opportunity for the crooks listening on a Saturday afternoon <laughs> is. You can clone your voice and you could be the reference for somebody buying a car using a fake ID or something like that. You'll you'll sell your image for AI generated instructions, who knows. Exactly. And another story, today when I was at the office, you know, I worked so many jobs. One of one of the people tried to talk like me. I said you would never ever. You you don't know that's me on that commercial because I talk in so many different characters. So, yeah. They were trying to AI me when I'm trying to AI myself at the same yeah, time. For sure. Working for Cumulus Media. I said too much. Go ahead. <laughs> You're okay. We'll, we'll pause there. But, you know, fore, forewarned is forearmed. Uh, everyone, you just really need to pay attention to this stuff. If you get strange calls that seem out of the norm for what, your, you know, us, your advisor, your bank does, even your kid, uh, verify it some other mean before you get really snookered. Hey, this is Paul Winkler. Hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Investor Coaching Show. If you want to learn more about what we do, go to our website, paulwinkler.com. You can watch some of the videos there, and if you're not already a client, you can set up a free initial consultation. Until next time, I'm Paul Winkler, reminding you that I believe that more educated investors are more confident investors, and confident investors are more successful investors. Have a great one.
Advisory services offered through Paul Winkler, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. The opinions voiced and information provided in this material are for general informational purposes only and not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine what investments are appropriate for you, please consult with a financial advisor. Paul Winkler, Inc. does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your particular situation.